you have to believe it before you see it. It's not going to happen overnight. Like you all spent lots of time and money in marketing for years before you got to this point. That's what business is like. If you want security, if you want to go get a check every week or two weeks, go work for somebody. They're going to pay you about 50% of what you bring into them. That's the average scale. This is The Real Estate Podcast, a show by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's hear from our host, Matt Teifke and Alex Kaufman. All right, Marcus, welcome to The Real Estate Podcast, man. I, I appreciate you uh, getting on here and giving us some of your time. And uh, we would love to, d- to dive in. I know you've uh, got a pretty cool background and done some cool things with, within the football career and within real estate and construction and doing a lot of things on the uh, what I see entrepreneurial side. So appreciate your time, man. We'd, we'd love to just dive in, keep an open conversation. We try to uh, provide value to our listeners and entrepreneurs and just help people grow. So thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. No problem, Matt. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, man. So, so give us a quick background on yourself. Uh, you know, how you got to where you were today. I know you had an exciting career before you, you had uh, going on what you got now. would love to dive yeah, in so, Yeah, so I'm from Washington, D.C. I went to St. John's College High School, same high school that Kevin Plankholm's Under Armour went to. Went to Howard University. I was drafted to the National Football League in 2003 to the Jacksonville Jaguars by Jack Del Rio. I'm the first and only offensive lineman ever drafted from Howard University to the National Football League. Uh, Jack is now the defensive coordinator in the Washington for the Washington football team. Great guy, great energy, great coach. I had a great career almost six years in the National Football League, played for the Jaguars, Ravens, Bills, and the Titans. And when I got out of football, Matt, I struggled immensely with depression, anxiety, stress, uh, gambling, nightlife, addicted to painkillers, alcohol, everything negative. And in 2008, about six months after I you know, going through that phase, I founded my real estate development construction company, Caden Premier Enterprises, started at that time in 2008. And we became the largest African-American subcontractor in site work and site development in the city of Baltimore and the state of Maryland by the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, we were an eight-figure-year business. But unfortunately, Matt, as the company grew, so did my ego, so did my bravado, and I stopped listening to people. I became a very ego-driven maniac. I wasn't a good, solid leader and listener. And when my best employee left, the organization had to give me his resignation papers because I didn't listen to him. He tried to help me and tell me that the company was going to end up in a bad, dire position. He left like he predicted, Matt. Six months later, the company filed a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. I lost my home, both my cars. I went from being a multimillionaire in 2012 to having $400 for my name in 2013. I, it took me five and a half years to build our real estate construction business. And I lost it all, Matt, in 90 days. Man, got so many questions for you. Um, just to back up a little bit, I'll, I'll try to run through them as I thought of them. So sure. getting drafted, man, like what, what was that like? Did you know you were going to go to the NFL and did you get one of those phone calls? Like, I'm very curious about that. Yeah, so I went to Howard. I only had one scholarship offer to Howard. 
And I said, if I get a year or two on the field and have a good time, get a great education, I'm set. Well, I became a starter as a redshirt freshman. And then right before my last year, I saw my name in like some NFL draft books and all this kind of good stuff. And then I called my brother, Jonathan Off, who was the Ravens' first draft pick ever in 1996, Hall of Fame career. And he said, Marcus, look, you've got one year left of college football. Give it your all. If you do well and play well and you get drafted and you make it, great. If you don't, you didn't plan on it anyway, go on about life. So I took that year, Matt, and I dedicated myself to my craft. I worked my tail off. And I went to the Hula Bowl in Maui, and I had a great showing its guys from like Florida State, Miami, Rice, Texas. As a matter of fact, my head coach was Mac Brown of Texas, who's now the head coach of North Carolina with the Chapel Hill with the Tar Heels. Yep. And it was phenomenal game experience. And then I ended up getting that phone call on the second day of the draft, because that back then it went first round through third round, then fourth through seventh. I got drafted in the sixth round, pick number 193 to the Jaguars. I got the call from Jack Del Rio. I was blown away. I was super excited. And uh, that was the launch and beginning of my NFL career. Man, that's super cool. I love, you know, when you have a goal and it's a single goal, there's nothing like it because you just do everything you possibly can to, to make that happen. Sounded like that's what you had with, with hey, I'm, tr- I'm getting into the NFL. Especially that last year when I said, I'm just going to give it everything I've got. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to train hard. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to do what I have to do. And I remember when the season was over, I went to the all, I started training right away. I went to the all-star game in Maui, had a great time, came back, trained some more. I remember having uh, great numbers at my pro day and and having all this type of great stuff happen. And uh, it was a great experience, Matt, because it made me realize that if I just give all that I have, I can get out of life what I want. And I try to tell my clients today, you know, have a targeted destination. I don't call things a finish line because to me, if you hit a target, set a new target. You need to always have that continuous targeted destination. When you have that type of mindset, Matt, there's nothing you can't get done. Yep. I'm with you, man. I, uh, I heard the other day, and I agree completely. I heard the other day a pretty cool quote. It was, uh, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And uh-huh. just, just along what you're saying, I mean, you set that target. And I'm the same way, like with our business and we're trying to build it. People say, what's the end goal? I'm like, you know, I just, I just want to grow. I mean, the way I view it is once I do get to a spot, I'm going to be thinking of a new goal anyway. So I could say, you know, I want to sell my company for a hundred million or whatever, whatever number or goal I have, but there's always going to be something new. Um, and, and I actually believe like for people's personal happiness, I almost believe that you always have to have a goal, some kind of goal in your life that you're working towards. So I, I appreciate everything you said there. No, man, I agree. Thank you. Um, so here's my other question. You said, at what point was it that you, you got into the party and the drugs? And it, was that after the NFL? Or, yes. Or, okay. It after. was after the NFL for about six months because I lost my identity, Matt. Football was my life from the age of 13 to 27, almost 28 years of age. High school, college, NFL. When I didn't have that anymore, I didn't know what to do. 
I was really good in school. I have a degree in finance from Howard, and I studied that all, you know, great education, an institution, of, an institution of higher learning, phenomenal. But because I didn't plan and or prep for life after the game, I got stuck. And I tell everybody, unfortunately, what happens to a lot of athletes while we go broke or we make mistakes is we have a lot of time on our hands or we don't schedule and manage our time properly. Like today, I've been working from, I've been working from 7 a.m. and I finished it at 5.30 p.m. I have a tight schedule. I have, you're my four, I have four podcasts I'm doing today, four. You're number two, but I keep a tight schedule, Matt. And what I found is when I left the game, I didn't have a schedule. I was told where to go, where to be, when to eat, all this stuff. And now here I am, 27, almost 28 years of, years of age. What do I do? Like, what's going to happen next? Like, what's going to be my next thing? And so this is why I try to tell everybody that the reason I fell into that black hole is because I didn't properly plan for life after the gridiron. Yeah, man, that's good. That, that's uh, something I'm actually working through right now. I'm a, I'm a massive uh, networker. I, I have 25. When you say the podcast and four of them, I'm, I'm on that same track but a lot of coffees and lunches. And what I've realized recently, I heard this on someone else's podcast is like everything in life that we do, that's important. We schedule time for it, uh-huh. you know, workout, football game, whatever it may be. So I, I'm kind of on this new track of why not just schedule everything, like everything that I want to accomplish, schedule it. Uh-huh. I make a note here right now. It's like, I tell you about all time. If you don't set goals, to accomplish, there's a saying, Jim Rohn has a great quote, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. Plain and simple, mm-hmm. either you have the discipline to do it or you don't. I go to the gym seven days a week. Like even yesterday, I had to make a pivot because my wife, I had me take my daughter, to, our youngest to the dentist. So what I do, I worked out from home, did my leg workout at home, ran sprints up the hill, and I got it done. I got my push-ups done, my sit-ups done. Today, I went to the gym as normal. Got my chest, my triceps, my core, my push-ups, and I even got a little bit of uh, running and swimming in as well. Tomorrow, I'll be back, same thing. Do my workout and do my swim. Like, it's consistent, right? Yeah. But it's discipline. Like, I want to look like this. I want to keep myself as healthy as possible for my career and for my family. But wishing and wanting it to happen is not discipline to make it happen. So I, like, I love Jim Rohn's quote. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. Yep. I agree, man. And, and also, I, I have this thought that everybody's actually getting exactly what they want. And they, they think, you know, they say that they want to make more money or they say they want to own more property but I don't think they, I think that what I'm trying to help is like, maybe they don't want that. And they just, you know, they do actually want to, you know, have their favorite Netflix show or whatever it may be. And, and not that I have any judgment on that, but I just think that like, you're doing what you want to do. And it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, I, I agree with everything you're saying. If you, if you put in that work and you have that consistency, you get that snowball effect and it will happen. You'll, you'll get exactly where you want to go. I was doing a podcast earlier. Somebody said, well, Marcus, how do you have like your, your speaking business? And then I'm a part owner of a company called Grind Oral Care. 
It's a uh, oral care, uh, oral hygiene toothpaste brand, veteran owned out of Salt Lake City. It's grindoralcare.com. You know, I have part of a company called Athlete Foundry. Again, veteran owned. It helps people. It helps um, elements. It's called helps elementary and middle school and high school athletes that want to be collegiate athletes. It's not a recruiting service. It's a, it's a roadmap to help you do the things academically, athletically, from a human perspective to get into college and athlete. That's www.athletefoundry.com. And I have other businesses that own Froze on us. I mean, so, sorry, it froze yeah. for just a second. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I don't know. I'll come back to that. So, again, okay, that's okay. That's better. So, what I do really well, Matt, is I align with brands that I feel align with our mission and our vision and our mantra. And then I go and attack those things and get done what I need to get done from the marketing perspective to help that company grow. So for me, like you, I'm always trying to grow. I'm always trying to expand. Now, I, but again, I'll only do, like you said, what I know I can do. I'm very good at speaking. I'm good at doing, doing podcasts, marketing. I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. That's what I do well. I suck at website SEO, but my website guy's great. I suck at videography, have a great videographer. I suck at doing content for social media. I have a great person that does that. I don't know how to trademark or patent anything for our brand, but my guy Albert does. So what I've done, Matt, is I've built a team of people that align around a shared vision that are going after a goal. And like you said, we get that goal, set a new goal. That's where we're having success today. I love it, man. I'm, I'm actually doing a lot of the same things. Uh, you know, I've got a construction company, a property management, a wholesaling, a brokerage, lending, and I have a small percentage of each of these. And the other partners, we all divide and conquer. And what's been cool for me is I have one role and it's basically get out there and, and develop business, bring people in, bring in new ideas. And that one thing that I'm doing can benefit six businesses. It could benefit 10 businesses. And it doesn't detract me. So I just keep getting better at that and more efficient on scheduling, on follow-up, on all of everything. And, you know, getting around those right people, divide and conquer. I used to struggle with this, uh, like what you said, like, I don't know SEO or I don't know this. You know, I, to me, it's like, I used to hesitate to, to not want to say that because what I felt was like, I just, don't, I just don't care enough to go get good at it. I don't, I don't want to go get good at that. Um, but once I've accepted it, like, Hey, that's not my thing. Let Andrew, let Alex, whoever your partners, you know, dive in on that. And you guys are both you know, going all out at the same time. It, it becomes something better than it would have been just you on your own trying to do everything. This episode is brought to you by house max funding. House max is one of the fastest growing hard money lenders in America, specializing in loans that provide you the cash needed to fund flips, buying holds and ground up construction projects house max gives you the ability to compete with all cash buyers and increase your velocity by closing in seven to ten business days if you're looking for cheap hard money and a relentless originator who will make sure your deal gets funded call or text bryce tennyson today 
512-627-6192. Bryce is a great friend of ours. He actually funds all of our hard money uh, loans, and uh, he'll get the job done for you. Uh, so make sure you give him a call. Back to the episode. And it's smart to tell people that you know what you don't do well and you delegate it to other people that shows servant leadership skill sets and somebody that's not really concerned about trying to master everything. Right. So whenever you were, um, you had that construction business that, that eventually uh, kind of blew up. I, I actually understand. I know the construction business is, is very tough. Um, you, you're getting a massive amount of sales. Sometimes it's really hard to track the numbers on how profitable you are because you're ordering, you're paying people, you know, you got hundreds of thousands, if not millions coming in. Um, and you said you, you kind of fell into that trap of thinking you knew everything uh, and, and got your ego back involved. Is that something that maybe came from, from a competitive football mentality? Like, you know, we are ahead, we're gonna put the, the pedal to the metal and not slow down. And then that kind of came back to bite you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I tell everybody, my football background was a gift and a curse in business. Perseverance, work ethic, determination, teamwork were successful in helping us build. Being the best of the best, learning that you don't quit in football, being hard-headed, you know, no, not having, not letting anybody strip on the football field because it's a man's man's game. And you, you have to be a gladiator and carrying that ego into business hurt me a lot. And I, I was young. I was inexperienced. I didn't have a good grip on how to disseminate between, you know, letting the good parts of football to the business and the bad parts of football that you need in football, that you don't need in business, we push those to the side. I brought everything from the game to my business and it had great success, but it ended up costing me everything at the end. Today, I have the work ethic, the teamwork, the discipline that football provided me, but now I've learned how to check my ego at the door. I don't have an ego anymore. When you lose everything, Matt, you learn to appreciate everything. Yep. So I lost everything. So today I appreciate everything. Mm -hmm. Every dollar, every podcast I can get on, every introduction. People are like, oh man, you play the national football. It was so funny that I went to go see my wife, who's a teacher, dropped off to her some flowers and uh, her and her co-teacher a Starbucks car, $15 Starbucks car. And one of the ladies who's head of technology is like, oh, Marcus, how are you? Nice to see you. I didn't know who she was. But, you know, people have known about me through my wife and kind of played football in like a small little town in North Carolina. And, you know, she's like, oh, it's so amazing that, you know, you play in the NFL and that you still do things like this for your wife. And I'm like, see, the old people are like, oh, yeah, maybe I was a great big football player. I don't have to do these things for anybody. And, you know, it's my wife is just saying in general. I can have that attitude like, yeah, you're right. I, I was a football player. I'm big and bad. Today, I'm like, I played football. It was part of my job. It was a career that I had at the time because I loved it, but it's not who I am. It doesn't define me. And some players, I feel, let the game define them long after it's done. And the yeah. problem with that is I had that mentality with Caden, and it caught up with me and cost me everything. When I was making $8.20 an hour as a custodian, Matt, you learn that your ego and being humble don't go hand in hand. Yeah. You can't have both. No, so I checked, I checked my ego, 
Never had one since September 2013 after that pivotal moment, Matt. And I've been humble ever since. So Amen. for me, that's who I am. I agree with you, man. A couple couple of things. I got this song. Uh, this guy named Sturgill Simpson. And it opens up. He says, woke up today, decided to kill my ego. And I, I always love that one. And then there's one from the Bible. Uh, it says, the humble cannot be discouraged. And, you know, on top of that, you know, this is probably not 100% true for you. You're, you're a big, strong guy. But, you know, I was, I was thinking the other day, it's like, no matter how hardcore or tough or strong you think you are, there's always somebody out there that could take you. And not, a, not even that, there's probably a girl that could take most guys. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, you know, regardless, man, like, screw the ego. I, I agree with you. Like, you know, you can't even you, – you can try to push forward and, and live that way as, as a king in your own mind, but that's not the way to go. Like, th there's so much out there, and if you keep an open mind, there's always something to learn and be taught. And so I, I'm 100% on board with you. Um, walk me through, like, after that happened, like, you, you kind of come to this realization that that's not the way to be. Uh, what what has your journey been since then? And side question, uh, and just give me a, a straight up honest answer. Um, would would you have done anything differently, or or do you think that it all happened and you're happy that it did? How do you view that? So, it, do I wish anything would have happened differently? No, because without that experience of losing Caden, I don't think I would have ever woken up to be a better person today. And I would have never learned from my mistake that money can't buy happiness. Money can't buy the things that you think it can buy. It can buy possessions, but it can't buy emotions. It can't buy happiness. It can't buy people. None of that stuff. And then now, for me, speaking is what I love to do. But again, I, it took me 30 months, Matt, 30 months from September 2013 till April 2016 to get my first paid speaking job. It took me that long because I was focused on trying to get up there and just talk to talk. I was focused on just trying to get money from people. And every job I did was free for that time. And now that I understand value and how to position myself and I'm very patient and I understand how to build the building blocks of like doing podcasts and building relationships and posting on social media, et cetera, et cetera. We now have a consistent pipeline of business through, again, coaching or group coaching or consulting or parts of things that we own different business you know, percentages of. And because of that, we've been able to really get a lot more traction. And when I talk to people, I'm very poised in how I position myself. I'm very confident, no ego, but I know what I can and can't do. And I don't press people anymore. If you want to work with us, great. If you don't, I understand. No hard feelings and you keep moving. But what I tell people is the number one key to get any type of success that's sustainable is you must market yourself. Well, isn't sales the same thing? No, no, no. Marketing and sales are different. Marketing is you getting to the table to order dinner. Sales is you completed the order, made the transaction, now you're eating what you ordered. And then operations is it flows through your body. You use different parts to help you become bigger, stronger. It's like you're doing the job that you have been paid to do. So marketing, sales, and operations are the three keys of any successful business. Yeah. Yeah, we've taken a huge uh, emphasis, and I agree with you. Uh, 
one of the things that's been a challenge, but it's, I think really set us apart is we, we have gone all in on marketing. Um, you know, at the same time, we've been doing operations and sales, but we've made a huge commitment for about five years now, um, spending a lot of money on it. And very few people in our industry are doing it the way we are. And it's really setting us apart. It's, it's starting to get a lot of traction. And it was, it's exactly what you said. It was, it was more of a branding. We, we never really worried about it. You know, are we getting paid? What's our exact return on this? We just knew that it was important and we were leading with value. And we had a message to get out there that, that people can buy real estate. Anyone can buy real estate. It just takes a lot of sacrifice and it could change your life. And so we, we stick with that and we're tripling down on the marketing every day and it is working. And so I, I like how you put that distinguishment on the, on the, uh, order at the restaurant versus getting to the table. Uh, that's very cool. So what is it that's like your, your drive and your motivation behind these, these uh, speaking engagements? Is it that you have something to tell and you, and you believe that this can change people's lives? Like, how, how do you view this? So my main why is to share with people my experiences, my success, but most importantly, my failures, so they don't make the same mistakes I did. And that'll come through my stories. It'll come through some action steps. It'll come through some experiences. But my main why is to help people learn from my mistakes and failures mainly so they don't end up in a catastrophic situation like I was with the bankruptcy, no home, both cars repossessing the same day, almost homeless, you know, $400 to my name, you know, eating at out of food pantries or getting like the cheapest, this most, you know, no, you know, non high quality food to eat, you know, and just literally barely scraping by. Yeah. So getting that message out, I love it, man. Let me ask you this. This is kind of a personal <clears throat> advice for me. Like, do you have a lot of people that that reach out to you? and want your time to, to sit down with them? And if so, how do you approach that? Because so, let me just yeah. give you a little background. Like I've, I'm, I'm currently in the stage of my life where like I will meet anybody and everybody. And I could be meeting literally the biggest developer or banker or lender in Austin. And then I'll leave that meeting and go meet a kid in high school. And inherently, I feel like I'm on this path and this is what I need to be doing. I'm, I'm not really, uh, you know, meeting, you know, just to meet with high, high end people. I, I feel like there's a value that I can add by getting out there. Uh, but, but I'm hitting this point now where I'll set these meetings with people and they don't show up and they don't even understand the value of my time. Um, mm -hmm. Or they just, they're just trying to take, 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 take. And I'm trying to evolve and to figure out how the best way to approach this but at the same time, being accessible to help people that want it and to, to guide them where, where they need it. Does that make sense? Yeah, so what you have to do, man, is if, some, if you're gonna mentor somebody, you're available whenever you can be available, not when they need you. Because as a mentor, you're there to help them along the journey, but it's not really your obligation. It's more of your willingness to help them. If you're a coach, that's different Then they're paying you a fee and or service and their success is your obligation. It's your goal. It's your job that you make yourself accessible. If somebody wants me to mentor them, I'll say, sure, I don't mind answering your questions here or there. If you reach out to me, I'll get back to you when I have time. 
If you're my coaching client paying me, when you reach out to me, you'll get an instant response because it's my duty, my honor, and my privilege to be coaching you. And I value your money to our business. I value your time to our, to our products and services. So I'm going to give you that. And now I'll give you one piece of advice. If you're trying to talk to somebody as a prospective client, give them one piece of information, one of your secret sauce, Matt, and there, that's it. If they want more than that, they say, well, if you're looking for more information about that, here is what I do as a coach, as a consultant. We can discuss my fees and we can chat from there. But that's it. One piece of advice to give them some sort of appetizer to what you can provide for them to help them along the journey if they want to hire you to coach them or to be there to guide them. They want just a mentor. You can get back to them when you have time, not primarily when they need you to respond right away. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. I like that. Cool. So what, what big challenges do you have? What, what things do you need help with that, that me or our, our audience can help with Any, anything specific you can think of? No, it's just always been connecting with people and getting out there. I love doing podcasts to grow our exposure, get out in front of more people, and just really help to get our message out to broader audiences. And I have a really huge real estate background. I built an eight-figure business in less than three years, lost it all. So if you're a real estate investor trying to go to that level uh, and trying to pull in business or you're trying to become a better keynote speaker or public speaker for that matter. You don't have to get paid for, but it's going to be better at communicating and telling your story to investors. I have a lot of clients I help with that, you know, as a, as a, a coach uh, and or consultant, and we can have a conversation around that if you're interested. But again, it's just, again, Matt, anything like this, just be able to get the message out more and out in front of people. We, I'm just all about that. Cool, man. I heard that. Well, um, greatly appreciate your time before you get out of here. Uh, if you can give us give us a couple a couple more notes or nuggets of inspiration. I mean, you've you've been around, you've been in the trenches. Like, what would you say to aspiring entrepreneurs? Uh, you know, for me, what I've realized when you have that vision and goal, like that's that's kind of that's when it gets easy because you know what you want to do. But there's a lot of people that they just they just haven't been able to figure that out. Like, what, what would you say to to these people or just in general business entrepreneur advice? I would say. All right, guys, let's talk about today's sponsor. Glenn LeBlanc and Supreme Lending have been serving the Austin market for 20 plus years. They are a local lender with in-house underwriting, so you're kept in the loop every step of the way. Whether you're doing a cash out for home repairs or a first time home buyer, Glenn makes the lending process smooth and easy to navigate. Always available and able to educate buyers along the way. Choose a local lender when buying your next home. Call 512-672-9472 anytime. And if you say you heard this ad on our podcast, Glenn will refund your appraisal if you use him. Definitely reach out to Glenn. Glenn is a personal friend of ours. The link to his website is in the description below. Now back to the episode. You have to believe it before you see it. It's not going to happen overnight. Like you all spent lots of time and money in marketing for years before you got to this point. That's what business is like. If you want security, if you want to go get a check every week or two weeks, go work for somebody. They're going to pay you about 50% of what you bring into them. 
that's the average scale. If you want to go out and be great, build your own wealth, your own legacy, your own, you know, your own, you know, mint, your own, you know, your, or your overall brand as a whole. Understand, you have to first believe it before you see it. Again, I'll say Jim Rohn's quote, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. Don't just want for it. Go do the action to get it. Let's go, baby. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. That's All a cool right, man, stat. No That's a cool stat on the 50% because what I tell people is you're either betting on, you know, you're either uh, betting on someone else like your boss or you're betting on yourself. And that's it. You've got to decide. That's it. I mean, that's it. And again, some people aren't going to have a position to do it. I get it. But just if you have knowledge and you have something you can give to people, look into it. But again, just be smart about it and go when you're ready and when you feel you're in prime position for success. Love it, man. We appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to touch on? No, man. If anybody wants to reach out to me, they can go to our website, www.marcus, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, Ogden, O-G-D-E-N.com. And again, you know, my business uh, with Grind Oil Care, it's a great oral care toothpaste, veteran-owned, grindoralcare.com. And then my other business, I'm part owner of, Athlete Foundry, veteran-owned. Again, www.marcus. Boundary.com, you know, both have a great energy around the main owner's focus is to help others. The Grind Oil Care Toothpaste helps your hygiene, taking care of your teeth, helps your heart, helps you better keep a little blood pressure, helps you to prevent hypertension, diabetes, all that works together. Athlete Foundry is helping you stay on track and become a college a collegiate athlete. That's what you want to do. So again, check those out. And again, I'm going to talk to you offline, Matt, about the real estate stuff because I think where we're going with that. It could be huge because everything that I've seen with this company, it's a disruptor. It's going to be majorly needed. And it's about getting out in front of the curve before, you know, people start taking off to uh, take off with the ship. Love it, man. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to talk more about that. So appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Absolutely.